Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is going on, everyone? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome, boys and girls, to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. I'm a little bit off my game. Let me start off with that because I am right now in Austin. I'm staying at my sister's house. I came in Austin for a week-long training. It was kind of last minute, which I'm, which I feel bad because today I wanted to record, and I am recording actually. Chris Morales, one of the best tournament directors, not just in Texas but nationwide. Um, and if you're from Texas and you love fishing trails, you obviously know Chris Morales, along with Duke Tran and some other um, tournament directors here in Texas. They really, really uh, elevated the sport of kayak bass fishing here in Texas. So I have to apologize to Chris um, and to you, my audience. I'm hoping the quality and the video quality and everything on this episode comes out as good as I I, I want it to be. But right now I am at my sister's house. So I don't have my desk. I don't have my Yeti microphone. I don't have my uh, camera. So, you know, I'm just kind of rolling with it on my iPad. But I'm hoping this is going to be um, at least the quality of the video and audio is going to be good enough for the podcast. I have no doubt that the content is going to be great. Like I mentioned, I've got Chris Morales, um, a huge fan of what he does. I unfortunately have not been able to kind of fish the trails that he has here in Texas. They're a little bit farther away from me. And this year in 2022, I wanted to focus a lot on national trails. Um, but I'm trying to make a point to try to get as much of the south well this year it's not the southeast it's the texas kayak bass league that's a new tournament trail that he's going to be running um some exciting news um he's doing some things that i've never seen done in texas and i'm excited about it and i won't say anything more other than chris is going to fill us in on that one uh but before we get started uh thank you again everyone for your support um for listening to the podcast for sending me emails, uh, direct messages on social media and texts, um, showing your support for the podcast. So I really appreciate it. It keeps me going. After all, this is just for you guys. Like, I don't really get paid anything. <laughs> not not a lot, I should say. Um, so this is not for the money or more than anything. This is for you guys to uh, enjoy this sport and help grow the sport as much as we can. It's a great community, the kayak bass fishing community is an amazing community and i love all the interactions all the experience on and off the water so without further ado we're going to bring in chris morales before we do a uh, quick shout out to my sponsor douglas rod go to douglasoutdoors.com check out the full lineup of lrs x matrix and award-winning fire fishing rods 
We'll go to a quick waypoints, waypoints commercial, and we'll have Chris join us. Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. Uh, excited to have you on the show. I've never had you before, so I shouldn't say welcome again. But um, thank you for taking the time to come on to the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. No, nah, man, I appreciate you having me. Uh, I always uh, tune into your episodes and uh, it's great, man. You, uh, especially you, you get a lot of uh, Texas anglers on here and uh, uh, I hear the shout outs and everything, so I, I appreciate it as well. So, well, man, you've done an amazing job. Um, you know, both with the six Southeast, um, I know I always forget Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League, the Alphabet Crew. You also, the ran the, crew. yeah, did you also run the Central Kayak Bass Fishing Trail? Or is- uh, no, no, I'm not. The only other one I was affiliated with was the uh, the TKOS that we did. Okay. Uh, with I did it with Andrew Jacobson and Joseph Sanderson the first year, oh, yeah. and then uh, we did a few events this year, and uh, it was it was just a struggle with with trying to to balance everything out. So um, so it was easier to just scrap that and and focus on on growing uh, Southeast Texas to to what is now uh, Texas Cag Bass League. Um, I wouldn't say it's a a new trail per se. It's just Southeast Texas is expanding, and it wouldn't be fair to just call it Southeast Texas Tag yeah. Bass League with a central division, right? So, so it only made sense to to just remove Southeast from the name, and then uh, and then that that actually allows us to, to possibly further grow. But uh, we'll probably dive into some stuff later on. So awesome! So Chris, tell us what. How, first of all, how do you start it? What got you into kayak bass fishing to begin with? Uh, so I I got sent here for work. Um, I work in the power plant industry. I got sent here, uh, oh, seven years ago or so, mm-hmm. uh, six, seven years ago. And, uh, and where I'm from, bass fishing is not uh, a real big thing. Uh, I did a lot of uh, rainbow trout fishing. Uh, a lot of striper fishing, and not necessarily from a kayak. Uh, when I moved out here, I was looking for new hobbies. Uh, I found a, a saltwater group in Houston, uh, but I'm not too keen on saltwater. Uh, a lot of a lot of the guys will tell you I always give them a hard time. Uh, I enjoy eating them. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like fishing for them. Uh, it's just, it's dirty. It's a mess. You got to wash everything. It eats your gear up. It's just, it's rough. But it is fun when you get out there. Uh, so, so there was a. 
I, I'm, I'm competitive by nature. Um, so uh, there wasn't any, the only stuff I could find was like a, a bank tournament group in the area. I fished a couple of those and then uh, the, the saltwater group was a kayak group. Uh, so I ended up uh, getting a, a kayak. I think my first kayak was like a Vibe Seaghost 130 or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't live too far from Sheldon, which it's a small little reservoir over here. And it used to produce massive fish. Like all the monthly tournaments used to be one at that lake right there. Uh, all the online tournaments used to take like 112, 115 inches to, to win anything. And it all came from that lake. Uh, so I fished there when I first moved here. Um, and the lack of uh, any competitive stuff, even friendly stuff. Uh, so I, I had a, I formed a, a friendships at that point. Uh, and the first thing we were going to do, we were just going to have a little meetup, uh, maybe 15 to 20 of us. We're going to meet up at Fayette. And uh, uh, after putting it on Tourney X, and then we had a little Facebook group and, uh, and it grew. Uh, it, it, what felt like overnight. And, and originally it was just a little thing where like I was going to fish and it was just a group of friends that we're going to do like, you know, $50 cash at the ramp or something. And, uh, we ended up having like 102 people sign up for this thing. And, uh, and like a couple weeks out, you know, we had like 70 people or something. So at that point I was like, man, like I got to start getting like, some prizes. I need to see if I yeah. can find some sponsors. Like I got to do something, you know, like it was supposed to just be a little hangout. And, uh, and, uh, from then on, we just decided like, okay, we're just gonna, you know, we'll turn it into a, a little trail. You know, uh, I kind of followed along uh, at the time it was East Texas kayak fishing, uh, North Texas uh, with Duke up there. And then, uh, cats was a big one. Uh, yeah. in Central Texas, and uh, and that's it, man. It just uh, we had, I think, five or six uh, tournaments the first year, and we probably averaged sixty something people. Uh, and then the next year, you know, every year it grow it goes up by seven to ten. Uh, I think this year we we hit. Uh, you know, right around 80 angler average. Well, so, um, and, uh, and it's, it, the sport itself, you're aware, you know, the sport is just, is just taken off to, to new heights, man. And, uh, and, uh, and we're fortunate, you know, to be in Texas and to have a, a, a plethora of lakes to, to choose from. And, uh, and even over here, we, we're, we're not as fortunate as you guys up north. Uh, but we do have, uh, several quality options as well. So, oh man, you guys have it better than us, I think. <laughs> like I, I look nah. at, the, at, the, at the lakes that you guys pick, and I'm like, man, there's that. I mean, I, one of the things that most attracted me of what you did with Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League, there was not a weak link on any of those lakes. Like all of those lakes, I'm like, man, all of those lakes are like big bass trophy lakes. Like there's not a, there's not, there's nothing to complain about that lineup trails that you have yeah yeah the hard part is is timing them right uh yeah you know as you know once we get to june july it's it's rough over here so i i try to make sure that 
that were done by by like no later than June, because yeah. um, uh, it, it gets brutal and uh, and a lot of the lakes over here are, are shallow fisheries and uh, it, it just makes it even tougher for us. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean on, on paper it looks it looks great. I mean the Sabine was was probably my favorite tournament. Uh, I actually got to fish that one. And uh, and that was probably one of my favorite events uh, at a, at, from from the beginning, uh, and and I put it on there because uh, one of our buddies, Nate McIntosh, he's a big redfish guy, lives out there. Uh, he's always been harassing me to to put it on there, and like I think after the fourth or fifth year, I finally caved in, put it on there, <laughs> and uh, and it was it was fun, man. I mean, you you don't know if you're catching a bass or a redfish, uh, not not big bass. Uh, by any means, but I mean, you're, you're deep in the marsh. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole different experience. And, uh, and I look forward to getting it back on the schedule in the future for sure. So what got you? And so, so you started, you know, you got into doing the tournaments and it, you saw the need first tournament, you said 60, uh, look like a hundred anglers showed up something like yeah. that. And then, yeah. So that, See, automatically you feel like, yeah, there's a void here that I can fill by doing yeah. this tournament. 80, averaging 80, I mean, out of the national trails, I mean, you're averaging, I mean, right there almost with Hobie B.O.S. is probably a little bit more, but I mean, you're averaging right. more than Bass Masters, all of again, we can kayak series, um, and even KBF, you know, with those numbers. And yeah. that that is amazing, considering, you yeah. know, Considering that what you bring into the table is almost it's bigger than most national trails, what has been the biggest challenge in in doing this? Because obviously people here in Texas love it; they rave about it. I have friends yeah. up in Plano, Brandon Mays, and I'm like, and I oh yeah, before that, uh, I'm not to discourage him, and I apologize. My sister lives right next to the railroad, so. I don't know if this, oh, no uh, this is, <laughs> you're going to hear a couple of trains uh, go back and forth here. So I apologize to my audience for that and Chris for that. Uh, but obviously, I mean, like Brandon Mason lives in Plano, Texas. He's telling me I'm I'm only doing Southeast Texas kayak basket. And yeah. it speaks, you know, when I ask him, it's like first Chris Morales, second the lakes that he picks and the camaraderie. And a lot of that camaraderie is credit to you, the way you've uh, built this community. What do you, what has been the biggest challenge for you in you know creating the Southeast Texas kayak bass league? Uh, the the biggest challenge is is keeping the buzz like uh, you know year to year, um, uh, trying to to mix it up because uh, generally I, we have we we or me tried to keep a rule in place to where I try not to go like more than two and a half hours. Uh, like outside of Houston, because that's I'm based outside of Houston. Uh, so, um, but you know, to without trying to recycle the same lakes, yeah. right? Um, as because you know, you're aware some guys are just hammers on certain lakes, and uh, and it's you a lot of people go into some lakes and they're like, okay, this guy's gonna win, or he's gonna cast a check, or whatever, and uh, it may discourage people, or whatever. So, uh, you know, so throwing in, uh, Throwing in some some random lakes that uh, uh you know what's the word I'm looking for kind of like some some oddball lakes yeah uh 
make it interesting for everyone where everyone's got a legitimate shot. And, uh, um, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely keeping the buzz going is, is the biggest challenge. You know, you don't, you don't want it to go stale on you. You know, it's, uh, I don't, I don't want to run a, a vanilla trail. Um, just, a you know, uh, if, if you ever been to one of our tournaments or, or if you attend one, uh, you'll, you'll see why, why it is what it is. Right. I mean, it's, it's all angler experience. I mean, that's our biggest thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I can honestly say like you can skunk and, and still probably have like one of your funnest tournaments just because everything going on the night before and everything going on afterwards. So. And one of the things that I really appreciate about what you've done in, and this year I had uh, Jeff Aisha, which um, he won the, the angler of the year. And we got to yeah. talk a little bit about, um, the Sportsman of the Year Award for, for yeah. the Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League, which is named after his father, Chris uh, Christopher Delgado, won the the, the, the inaugural yeah. uh, um, award this year. And I really, I mean, I've never seen anybody do that, and I think that is amazing because it kind of like highlights the importance of, you know, being a good angler, you know, being a good person right. on the water. Right. And and helping the sports grow. What gave yeah. you that idea to to you know come up with this? Because I don't think anybody else that out else out there is doing that. But you managed to you know come up with it. How did that concept came about? Uh, I would I'd probably have to give uh, like eighty percent of the credit to uh, to Chris Delgado for that one. Uh, good old Texas Slim. Uh, him and him and Jeff are uh, are really good buddies, and it's and it's because of this, right? Uh, uh, otherwise, um, they probably would only see each other at the bar or something, right? Uh, but they've they've blossomed into a a true love story <laughs> of kayak fishing. You know, I mean, they're they're two peas in the pod uh, on any on any tournament, you know. And uh, uh, he came up with the idea uh, and. And we've, we kind of tweaked it a little bit and, uh, and tried to come up with some sort of criteria for it. And, uh, and of course, the, this was our third year doing it. Uh, the first year, of course, we had to give it to Jeff to, uh, because, uh, because of what he's done. You know, he's essentially uh, taken Chris and, and anyone else under his, his wing. And, uh, and, and he's, not a, he's not afraid to teach anyone how to throw a, a Zoom old monster. Yeah. That's all he throws if anyone's curious. So. Uh, uh, so we gave it to him and then last year was our second year. We gave it to, uh, Joe Lanzalotti, who is, uh, I'm, I'll be honest. Like I'm, I'm not a religious person or anything at all. Uh, but, it, but if I'm to say I'm blessed, it's, uh, it's definitely because I've met this guy. Like, like I don't deserve to have someone like this, like on my, on my group of friends, like he's just, a. uh, he'll do anything for you. You know, he's, he's a great guy. Um, so he, he definitely was, we always joke around, like he would get it every year if we, if we had to vote, you know? Um, so this year, uh, we had a, we had a few recipients to go through and, um, we were mean, I talked to Jeff about it cause 
Uh, I don't know if, if you're aware, like, like I don't really have anybody involved with helping do anything other than uh, Chris Delgado. And, uh, and that's just to, to, you know, keep, keep a small circle. It's uh, less opinions make it a lot easier for me to just do what yeah. I want to do and, and, uh, and, and won't second guess myself. So, yeah. Um, so I, I spoke with Jeff and, uh, and I kind of, we kind of narrowed it down to a few people and, uh, and we ended up settling for Chris, uh, because, uh, he, he truly runs the trail in person. Like he, he does so much stuff behind the scenes that, that nobody knows, uh, just because whether it's work or family stuff I have going on, uh, he, he's essentially the, the director, uh, more than I am, you know, and, uh, and, and he definitely deserved it this year. And, uh, like I said, the, the way it came about, like I said, was, was definitely, uh, inspired by Jeff, uh, uh, for taking Chris under his wing, essentially in the in the kayak fishing game, so, so that's how that came about, and where it's at now. So. Yeah, no, and Chris is yeah, Chris Delgado is a great, like a great ambassador. Um, yes, just just because he's just you have to meet Chris Delgado to kind of like really yeah. describe it because he's just a. He's cocky, he's funny, but at the same time, he's humble, he's loving, yeah. he's caring. He's, uh, he's, I mean, he's a really well-balanced human being, you know, somebody that yeah. you can have fun with, but at the same time, you know, he's always going to have your back. He's always yeah. going to have something encouraging to say. To me, yeah. at least my experience with him, he doesn't have a mean body on him. You know, he always, like, no. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll mess with him and I'll, you know, and I'll troll him every now in a while. Um, and he's never kind of like trying to, he, he always like, you know, turns it back on himself. You know, he's not like, yeah. you know, and it would be fun to get always that back and forth, but he seems like he never is going to trash talk anybody. He's never, no. you know, he, he, whatever you say, you know, about him, just, you know, lighthearted, he's going to take it and he's going to have fun with it. Um, yeah. And I mean, like you said, it's well deserving of that award just because he's a great person yeah. and he really does. Um, work his butt up to help the yeah. community and kind of help yeah. out. You know, he he may not have this social media following, but at the end of the day, it's not about how many followers or how many likes. Yeah, it's that human interaction and the human interactions you're gonna get with Chris Delgado is yes. Yeah. You know, it's far more than most interactions you yeah. get with any other human. Um, no disrespect yeah. to anybody else, but just Chris is just great. No, no, nah, I mean he's a he's the he's the the best MC in kayak tournament fishing. Like uh, he <laughs> he uh, it originally you know we start out if I'm if I'm at the tournament you know uh, uh, I'll kind of run uh, the raffle and everything, but I'll let him run the mic you know because he's you know he's he's the mouth from the south man. He's <laughs> <laughs> he can he can go on and on and uh, and it's just one liner after one liner with him. But uh, but yeah, they uh, uh, he's he's great. Uh, I love that guy. Uh, he he does uh, more than more than people will ever realize for the trail itself. And uh, uh, I said I, I've got him to tone down, you know, with his uh, with his 
political stuff on social media. I said, man, it's it's like a it's like a business, you know. Like, yeah. I was like, just uh, I was like, people are gonna look, and it may turn people off. And uh, yeah. I was like, man, just don't even let it get to you. So, uh, I said, aside from that, he's he's been doing great with it. And uh, uh, now, like I said, he's he's the best MC in the game for sure, man. If uh, if you want to bring some excitement to your to your your very boring award ceremony hey <laughs> that bucks man he'll he'll get the party going well worth the money uh, I we talked a little bit about you know how you got into it and what made you change from southeast to Texas kayak bass league um what are you what went into picking the trails because I want to break down the trails for this one because I'm I I mean I looked at it and there's nothing to complain about that and let's start from January 7th, I think it's the first trail. Tell us a little bit about that, because I'm really excited about that. And I got some things going on that week, but I'm hoping that I can rearrange some stuff to make it to that trail. Yeah, I would uh, I would say definitely not one to miss. Uh, this is the first one, I believe, uh, that I'm aware of, at least being done in Texas. Uh, it's, a, it's an hourly big bass, and it's held at Fayette. At least this year, um, depending on you know, I'm I'm expecting a huge turnout like always for Fayette. Uh, it's it's a it's a perfect hourly big bass lake. I mean, it's mm. just full of trees. Uh, any lake full of 20 inch fish. I mean, it opens up to literally everybody. You know, all it takes is one to to have a good day. Uh, and it's uh, what we're planning on doing is it's a thousand dollars an hour. Uh, and that's it pays out the top three biggest bass every hour, and then uh, and it's a thousand dollars split, um, so it'll be probably like 500, 300, 200. And then at the end of it, at the awards ceremony, uh, our newest sponsor that we just announced a couple hours ago, uh, No Bad Days Kayak out of Pflugerville, and uh, they're, they're a new store who's who's kind of trying to take over the the central texas area and uh and we've been real picky with working with the store uh just logistically and, and geographically nothing has really made sense other than this now and uh, and they're 100 on board they're going to be providing two diablo amigos and wow. they're they're going to be raffled off to uh amongst the big bass winners so the hourly winners are going to take home a Diablo Amigo, and uh, and on top of that, they they're providing a, a good solid amount of cash uh, for the tournament trail uh, for for each event, and then uh, uh, well over a thousand dollars in cash for AOI for us for us next year. So. Uh, there'll probably be more kayaks given out throughout the season from them. Um, but yeah, this one, this, like I said, it's the first one. Uh, if all goes well, I wouldn't mind. It's definitely going to be an annual thing to start our season off. And, uh, and I wouldn't mind moving it around to, you know, to a, to a fork, to a Fairfield yeah. open to, a, you know, all the, all the essential Texas big bass lakes. Right. Uh, I wouldn't mind making it a, an hourly thing. Or a, a yearly thing yearly to start thing. off every or every year. So, 
but for now, we're going to start off in our area on a lake that everyone's familiar with, and we know there's going to be uh, it's going to be extremely competitive, right? Uh, yep. It's going to be tons of 20, 21 inch fish all day. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, if we hit a certain number, we're going to add, we're going to, we may add one or two more kayaks as well. So, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this thing in the 150 to 200 angler range at all. And, uh, so, but let let me ask you this. Is it going to all, is it, is it also going to go any, is it just going to be big bass hourly or there's also going to be the five biggest bass? How's that? Or just, just the hourly bass? Yeah, just the hourly bass, the, the mm -hmm. biggest, the three biggest bass every hour. And then the ties will be broken by submission time. So uh, it's like I said, it's, it's a real cookie cutter lake as far as 20 inch fish. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of fish caught that are the same size. It's just going to be a matter of who gets it submitted first. Right. So, and, and as far as the um, for the angler of the year points, is that trail going to go into the angler of the year points? Or is that separate? No, no. This is this is separate. Uh, we're kind of calling this like our season kickoff party. Nice uh, Friday night. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with Fayette, they have a, a really nice campground pavilion. It's uh, it's super angler friendly. Uh, but uh, I know last year in our, our opener, we usually use Fayette as our opening event. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's kind of – it's hard to say it's ward self thin because we still get over 100-something anglers at it every year. Uh, but uh, we wanted to do something a little different this year with it. Uh, but, but I think last year we had, you know, a couple – you know, we had some live music and yeah. uh, food and everything on Friday night. And, uh, and like I said, that's – it's it's part of the anger experience, right? It's a, uh, it's that's the one thing that that can't be matched with us. So yeah, no, and Fayette is. I mean, I remember, and I I'm trying to remember if it's in the southeast, the other trail that you ran two years ago, the Texas uh, kayak. What was the the, the, uh, the name of it? Open Series, I think. The Texas one with the Open Series. I think one of the I can't remember one, but in yeah. the last couple of years, Fast open series or something. Yeah. you've had uh, tournaments starting at Fayette, and it's always like it's one of the most exciting trips. I remember one year, and I'm yeah. trying to remember if it was cat, if it was cats, southeast, or the other um, trail that you ran. But I remember one of them that it went up to like there were two neck and neck, and they went to like 105 and 106. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, that was uh, Brandon Malley and yeah. Eric. Yes, that was super exciting to yeah. follow. That was amazing. Uh, and ever since then, I was like, yeah, man, that Fayette is, Fayette is the, by far, just because it's a power plant lake to start to the season, you know it's going to start off with fireworks. Yeah, and then, uh, and, and it's no surprise that, Nobody should get mad at me for saying it, but that lake is like that year round for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you got to watch yourself with, uh, if anybody who hasn't been there is planning on going there, if if, if they're listening to this, uh, if the wind is reading over 15 miles an hour, uh, I would say, uh, unless you're extremely experienced, uh, don't even bother. Um, 
we had our Toys for Tots there last year, and we have our Toys for Tots coming up actually next month as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we do it at Fayette every year too. It's kind of like a warm up event. Yeah. And uh, uh, we actually had to cancel the tournament uh, last year, a few hours short, because uh, the warden had to drag a few guys in just because it's a it's a bowl. So yeah. when the rain gets coming, it just whips around and uh, and and it'll eat your lunch real quick. So so for anyone putting that on their list to to fish. Uh, mind the wind. That place is is very unforgiving, and don't park at Park Prairie because the buzzers will eat your window seals. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that I wanted to ask you. Now, if you're expecting 150 to 200 anglers, like I looked at it, it only has like two boat ramps, right? Yeah, yeah. So it has two boat ramps. Uh, now Oak Thicket Park, which is the main one, they have a, a really big uh, beach area. Uh, that a lot of the a lot of kayaks will will go from. Uh, it's for for whatever reason it's a it's a small lake. I think it's like twenty two hundred acres or something. Yeah. Uh, but most of it is most of it holds fish. Or pretty much all of it. There's fish everywhere. Deep, shallow timber, reeds. Any way you want to catch it. Uh, and for whatever reason, it it fishes extremely well even with let's say 150 kayaks and then you might have another 50 60 boats probably more depending on weather uh they'll probably get off the water the boats get extremely annoyed when they we have kayak tournaments there uh, <laughs> just because they're, they'll pull up to the parking ramp and then they'll probably drive a few miles down the road and go to somerville or something so uh uh, but for what, like I said, for whatever reason, it, it fishes really well, even with the tons of pressure and and even when there's a lot of people on it at one time. Uh, it's obviously it's hard to maintain, you know, the 50 yard rule that people yeah. try to try to do. But uh, uh, that's another thing, you know, uh, amongst our trails. Uh, there's not there's no bad blood or nothing. You no know, people are. Are not afraid to communicate and say, "Hey, man, I'm going to go around you, or where are you fishing?" Yeah. Or so, a lot of times you may see three or four boats, which you think are on top of each other, but hey, they're they're cool with it. So, yeah, you know, they understand. Uh, you know, it's, it's right. A, it's not like Lake Fork or some other big lake like Sam Rayburn. Right. Like, come on, it's huge, yeah. but that one is different. It's a so it's a problem. You know, the the boats have the the bent rod pattern. You know, they'll they'll yeah. see you catching them. They'll pull right up on you, and yeah, uh, but that, that's everywhere. So yeah. nothing against basketball guys. I would, by the way. So. <laughs> no, but it's you know, <laughs> it is it, what it, it is. You know, yeah, it is what it, it is. Not if not all of them are like that, but you get to see it a lot. Um, yeah, so, unfortunately, and, you know, if 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 it's tournament boats and they know you're fishing for money, that they're usually cool about it. It's it's mostly yeah. the my experience too is the fishing guides you know they're yeah. trying to get their clients they see you on fish the whole day that's like man come on man like i know you got clients but <laughs> i'm fishing a tournament but i've yeah. seen that a lot too especially yeah. on lake fork oh what coffee guys are bad too especially if you're oh, fishing oh my god yeah if you're fishing a brush pile they'll they'll pull that pontoon <laughs> right up on you man and 
drop an anchor right from the fishing. It's a yeah. Lake Shout Fork on, on spawning is horrible on with yeah. fishing guides. Crappy. Go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it, it's just one of the one of the other challenges of, of kayak fishing, right? So takes it it's to not, another level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, having uh, patience, calmness and uh, having a plan B that's not too far away. So so next up, you got Somerville, Texas. Uh, I'm not familiar with that lake. What is that? How do you see that? What's shaping up? That's February 4th. Uh, Somerville, <clears throat> a lot of guys probably hate me for putting it on there. Uh, but it's 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 one of my favorites. It, it's fishing different right now, obviously, because lake levels are low. Uh, I think about eight feet low. I was out there a couple weeks ago. Fished it for a few hours. Um, it's a uh, uh, for for us. It's it's partly clear. Uh, it's probably very muddy to, to some other people, but uh, it's a it's a big brush pile lake. Uh, a lot of there's actually some rock ledges that are really good, uh, but but it's mainly it's mainly brush piles and rock ledges. Uh, there's there's some shallow areas that produce. Uh, but those are out of the water right now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, across the state, really, with the water levels Yeah. Uh, by the time seasons roll around next year. So Yeah, that's true. And then but you got – oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say that lake usually produces, uh, you know, mid-90s to win it. Um, so, so there's no telling. Uh, uh, February should be good for it. So, so we'll see. And then Austin, and and that's in conjunction with Ladybird, right? So that's two two lakes. Yeah, and i I gotta be uh, <clears throat> I gotta be kind of coy about it because uh, the city of Austin is tough to work with. Uh, yeah. This is a Roadrunner event uh, yeah. where you can fish any lake you want, but it has to be Austin or Ladybird. All right, <laughs> and I have to announce it. Um, uh, uh, these are, uh, uh, you know, part of the lower Colorado chain. Yep. Uh, I think uh, what's the, the one right above Austin, one of the big ones. I think Buchanan feeds into Austin, and that's uh, that's that's when downtown Austin basically kicks off. So uh, I'm looking forward to fishing this one myself, uh, just because I want to fish uh, in downtown Austin. And, uh, and there's some really great fish. Um, I know uh, Rolando's posted up some really good fish from Lady Bird, I think, during his uh, yeah. run and stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's different. I'm not familiar with those lakes at all. Uh, they're it's a little bit of moving water, I guess, depending on what the dams are doing. Uh, but, but from all indications... Uh, Austin looks like there's a bunch of trees. Uh, looks like there's grass. It's it's uh, that'll that's probably our sleeper event. I would say. I mean, that one's probably going to be you're going to need hit the century mark probably. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's probably our sleeper event right there. Yeah, I noticed you packed in the shortest month of the year, but you packed in two trails that that week or that yeah. month, uh, I should say. Any any thought on you no know, like one like 
one affecting the other instead of helping them out. Like maybe the attendance on Austin is not going to be as much because Somerville was prior to or vice versa. No, and the and the reason why uh, I'm glad you noticed that is because we're doing Fayette. You know, normally we start our season in January. Oh, uh, okay, but, yeah. And it's hourly big bass. Uh, I tried to put three weeks in between uh, Somerville and Austin. And originally I was going to do like Choke Canyon in February uh, or or Rayburn. But that puts the logistics like that would kill the numbers, right? If it's like, hey, you got to go to Rayburn. And then three weeks later, you got to go all the way back up to Austin or something. Now, Somerville is is almost centrally located. Right. It's probably like an hour for Austin people. So it's it's not out of the way. It's an hour and a half for us. It's probably they're probably closer to it than we are. So so really, I don't I don't think uh, it'll affect much. And as far as Austin Ladybird, uh, South the Southeast guys travel extremely well. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, that's that's definitely been one thing to help us out a lot uh, for whatever reason. Those guys show up to like, you know, you'll see 10 of them roll into a North Texas event randomly on a weekend, you know, in between two other tournaments uh, just because they want to go fish or something. So. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't think it'll affect it a whole lot. Um, like I said I, I tried to make it logistically as easy as possible uh, because there's a three week gap. You know, I try to make it a month, but uh, I, I think it'll be all right. I was muted there because I had the train coming up, so I apologize. Um, I I wanted to ask you before we go into Houston, uh, go down the list, and the, the next one is in Houston in March 25th. I remember this year you made some changes with Toledo Bend moving to the Hobie BOS. Um, yeah. Kind of like it made sense, which I mean, props to you for that. You know, I know as a tournament director, you would hate to make changes at the last minute or after the trail has come out, but then again, in the interest of you know the kayak anglers that would like to fish your trail but would yeah. also fish a national trail that is coming up you know in texas or near texas like was little ben um i know bass hasn't released their schedule um, and neither has obbos are you kind of keeping your eye out for something like ha what happened next because you know one of those who probably both of them are going to have a trail here in texas yeah yeah i would i would probably set my ass on that uh and I can't say anything, but uh, oh. uh, we're set. Okay. I'll say, it. all right. Uh, I've I've made my my change already. I was notified, and uh, and we're good to go. Uh, Man, now now I'm thinking, which one is it? Sam Rayburn. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be Sam Rayburn, or I don't know. Let me see. When is Sam Rayburn? September. Oh, I'm betting it's Sam Rayburn. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to ask you, but I'm betting that's what it is. But okay, yeah. no worries. You'll have to touch it. Yeah. It's with KBF. I'll just say that so I won't get it. <laughs> so next up is Houston. Um, Houston County. Houston County, yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, it, have you fish? Have you had that on the trail before? And how does that fish? Yeah. Uh, so I think the first year. I think the first year we did it in June and it was, I think it was our biggest bag ever. Really? And, wow. and uh, the next year we did our classic there. 
and then we didn't do one uh, this year there. And the guys are probably mad at me for it. It's a, it's a, it's a little gym, man. It's a, I think it's another, you know, 2,000, 2,500 acre lake. Uh, a lot of it, you know, half of it, the half of it isn't accessible to the recreational boaters. So mm-hmm. if you don't got skiers or, or tubers or anything flying by it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little muddy. Uh, there's a lot of docks, a lot of timber. Uh, it's, there's a lot of offshore. There's a lot of shallow. It's, it's a, uh, a typical Southeast East Texas style. Lake. Uh, and then, like I said, our, our first year there, uh, Michael Iwasik, he actually moved up North. I think he fishes the North Texas trails. Uh, fish factor. He's got the truck all wrapped and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, fish factor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really great guy. Uh, but man, he had like like two twenty fours, a twenty two, like, like all this crazy fish, man. And uh, and actually, I, I think he had like a couple deductions because he couldn't get the mouth closed on him, but he still won by like fifteen inches or something. You know, Holy I think he crap, had, fifteen inches. I think he had like. 107 or something 105 uh but uh, uh there's a uh man i'm gonna i can't remember his his name uh kirk kirk godso uh, okay, yeah. cats, kirk, uh that cats had a tournament there i want to say in like 2016 2017 maybe <clears throat> this guy rolled up in an ascend i think it caught like 110 inches and was off the water by like nine o'clock. And I came back wow. and checked. And uh, uh, he knows that lake really well. <clears throat> and uh, I think he fished our event there actually. He didn't fare as well, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, that lake has some some giants in it. Man, I gotta go down there to Houston County then. I haven't heard of that about that. I didn't know it was that good. It's halfway. Uh, Dallas, Houston. So it's you're probably about two and a half hours. It's it's actually not that bad for you. So, so we got two lakes that I always get confused: Canyon Lake and then Choke Canyon. Uh, Canyon yeah. Lake is on the April twenty second. Um, you had that. Well, you have one or both of them on on the trail this year, right? Uh, yeah. So Choke Canyon, we it's kind of our uh, staple that we do now. Because uh, even with Southeast, we kind of do all of our tournaments over here, and then we'll do like one kicker somewhere else. You know, I think the year before we did Fairfield, or or uh, yeah, I think we did Fairfield, and then we've done Choke Canyon. I think the past two years, and, uh, it's now I'll start off with Canyon Lake. Uh, I'm not too familiar with it. A lot of guys uh, live out that way. Uh, if you you probably know Jacob Moeller. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he actually lives over on that lake or has a house over there. And uh, it's a, it's a big recreational lake, but uh, the, the grass has grown back uh, like immensely. And uh, fishing has been really, really good the past couple of years. I think there hasn't been a tournament on that lake in, in a few years. I think Cats might have done one 
four or five years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> it fished well, but uh, I think now with, with the amount of grass that that place has now, it's, it's, it's only going to be better. So uh, that one, that one's going to be a, a toss up, you know, it's a, it's different than a lot of guys are used to, um, you know, central guys uh, should, should have some sort of an advantage being familiar with it and, uh, yeah. and being able to, you know, they probably fished it before at some point. Uh, and then Choke Canyon is is like like in it's kind of like Lake Fork of it's almost like South Texas. Right? It's like South Central. Uh, it's it's a it's it, to me it's kind of like the Lake Fork. You know, it's monster gators. Yeah, or just just trash fishing, you know, and, and sticking monsters is all that is. Uh, the guys love it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of really cool cabins and lodges to stay at. Uh, it's it's kind of out in no man's land. Uh, but uh, it, it's a blast. They got a really nice state park there as well. Uh, so if anyone's ever looking to go camping, definitely check out Chuck Canyon. Really good spot. Yeah. And then... Sam Rabin, I mean, we all know Sam. what Sam Rabin can do. That is, you know, that's a Texas staple. Um, uh, what, you know, what are you most, uh, what do you think Sam Rabin is going to bring this year? What do you think is going to be the biggest bass, Sam Rabin? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Man, September's a toss-up. You know, it it wouldn't be my my first uh, date choice, but... Uh, it's, it depends, man. If, if the weather's kind of cooled off a little bit, uh, uh, someone always finds them. It doesn't matter anyway. Somebody's always going to find them. There's the amount of people that be there. There'll probably be you know, several people will find them. Uh, man, I mean, it's, you know, I, I go in every tournament saying, you know, there's a, there's always a chance a, a share lumper is going to be caught, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and Rayburn, you can almost expect uh, two to five of them every tournament, you know. So, so, yeah. If not, definitely something 23 to 24. I mean, it's it's almost guaranteed for that lake. Yeah, it's a great lake. I don't know, man. The way you sound, I hear you talking about it. I got a feeling that's the one that's in <laughs> conjunction with Hobie BOS or something. I can just smell it. Uh, I got – okay. Yeah. So, the way yeah. It's, it's going to be KBF, I think. So. 
<laughs> so the last one that I want to talk about now, I'm excited about this one, and I want you. I'm curious to know what the kayak fishing community that fishes the Texas that's going to fish the Texas KBL is saying about this because this is a gem, a hidden secret, and I don't know that a lot of people know about it. But I was shocked to see that you had it as a classic just because you're way down over here and I mean, yeah. over here in the Southeast and Eagle mountain Lake is way up North. I mean, not Oklahoma, but still Fort Worth. Yeah. First of all, what made you decide to pick that as a classic, especially when you consider that mostly every other lake is either central or Southeast. So you, now all these anglers that are fishing there now have to go all the way to Eagle mountain Lake. I mean, I love it. And I know what Eagle mountain can do. I fish it on tournaments um kbf two years ago i mean you had uh man that was a great tournament just as, as a spectator um, jody queen got 109 yeah. inches and guillermo gonzalez with 17 minutes left cuts catches a 24 inch to move up 110 which yeah. is to me that is i was blown away i'm like man that's this is one of those trails that you wish it was being televised because i mean it is a big bass factory, and I don't know that a lot of people know that. But tell me, what went into the decision to pick that lake, and how was it received when you announced uh, So generally for the classic, uh, we'll, I, I try to do one that, that no one, that, well, maybe mostly no one isn't too familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like this year we did Fork. I think, man, I can't remember what we did last year. Uh, but uh, we've done Houston County, which uh, that was, you know, where most of us are familiar with that lake. Uh, and then our first year we did Livingston. Man, I can't remember what we did last year. But I think it was something further away. What a horrible drink. I can't remember what the classic was last year. <laughs> uh, but uh, now, starting from last year, I think, I, I may even be wrong, it might have been in my backyard. Uh, I'm pretty sure last year we went somewhere further away. And it's it's mainly to even the playing fields with pre-fishing and uh, being able to break down the water and and gaining local knowledge from it, right? So, like, Eagle Mountain, uh, Brandon's probably got the most, you know, he's got the, he's set up best for that, right? Because he lives closer there, and he, he fishes probably all of our events where he's going to qualify, and, and he'll be able, we have a we have a one-month off-limits for our Classic. Yeah. So, so the time between... Uh, September through you know the first week of October, uh, he's he's probably one, and a lot of the guys will probably make like a weekend trip to go check it out, uh, like the last weekend of cutoff or something. And uh, it, it, it gives us, it gives everyone more of an even playing field, right? Like nobody can go pound on it week in and week out, and, and just tear it up. And, and figure it out better than somebody else, right? Uh, and by they, the way, 
Mm. Two years ago was Palestine. Last year was Palestine. That was a classic. Yeah, I, it was a horrible. Man, I hate that after that. <laughs> yeah, we did Athens day one and then Palestine day two. Yeah. yeah Athens was great, of course, as always. Palestine was brutal. But uh, but yeah, so and and the reason the reason I uh, I went with with Eagle Mountain this year and it was tough, man. I I'll be honest, I I was uh, partially held it on on taking it O H I B, but I I would prefer for the buzz to like die down on it. You know, like after what those guys have been doing there, uh, and it has a little bit, um, but it's probably until the YouTube video drops or something. But yeah, uh, but yeah, the Eagle Mountain thing, like I was, uh, like, like man, I try to keep up with like like all the events going on. You know, maybe like like kind of behind the scenes, I'll I'll try to follow everything and uh, and and uh, and I I remember that that crazy battle. Um, I think it was like a two day. That was like they do like a event one day and another day. Yeah. The next, I think like Scotch had like a hundred something inches next day on it, and uh, uh, and that's kind of what uh, what inspired me to pick it. I was like, man, yeah. like I'm familiar with that lake, but clearly there's something there, right? Like, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. And then I remember seeing a guy caught a. Well, it's like a 14 or 15 out of there, like in a boat tournament uh, yeah. earlier this year. And uh, and I was like, well, you know, hey, there's a there's an option right there. And uh, and and that's kind of how we went with it. Uh, I went with November. Uh, we generally would do our classic in September, but uh, it turns out the fishing is rough in September based on our last two classics. Yeah. Uh, as you know, Fork. You were the one who got on to me for cutting the leaderboard off. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. I want to watch the leaderboard they won. <laughs> I should have left it off. Horrible as efficient was, it wouldn't have been any action. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think Eagle Mountain is, uh, it, it's probably going to surprise a lot of people who aren't familiar with it. And, uh, like I said, I, I always revert back to that tournament you were talking about. Those guys just went back and forth, just just throwing haymakers at each other all day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a great lake. I like it. Um, um, so, which makes me want to fish this even more and sacrifice a little bit more of the driving because knowing that the classic is going to be there, it makes it all that more interesting for me because I live like twenty minutes away from that. Well, no, a little bit more, like thirty minutes away from that lake. But it is a nice lake. It's 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 not a beautiful lake. Uh, but it that, is a great, a, a great lake to fish, which is surprising because I generally don't like the, you know, the city lakes, you know, like the yeah. ones that are right in the middle of the city areas. Just, I don't, I rather move, you know, more like, oh, kind of like countryside lakes, if that's the right, right term. Um, now, what is, you mentioned you're expecting, you know, you, you average about 80. What do you think? You're gonna be averaging this season coming up. <laughs> what would you uh, expect? I think the potential is there for, you know, to 
I can realistically say that it's. I wouldn't be too shocked if we averaged a hundred at every tournament this year. Wow. Um, and that's because of the the central division, right? Mm-hmm. Get a schedule set up. It's it's three central tournaments and three southeast tournaments. Right. The AOI is is four events regardless. You got to fish <laughs> two. Right to to cover the 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 main AOI. Uh, we're gonna have some small little pots for like, because there may be guys who only fish the central events. And uh, and whoever has the most points, you know, like a like a divisional AOI, right? Uh, you know, they'll they'll win a little something, you know, nothing crazy, but uh, just mainly for bragging rights for the divisions. Yeah, uh, it may be a southeast guy who wins the central, and it may be a central guy who wins the southeast one, uh, just yeah. based on where they finish. Right? Um, so it's not like a uh, like you have to fish one or the other. Uh, it. It's. it's the, man, I encourage everyone to fish every event if you're going for AOI. Uh, you essentially get one drop from each division. Is the easiest way to explain it. And uh, with those guys, they've, uh, you know, with with cats, um, you know, dismantling. Uh, a lot of those guys are, are, a lot of them are are, are big time sticks, you know, and. Uh, yeah. And they're looking for a, uh, 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 something more than a little uh, weekend jackpot tournament, you know. And uh, I think this is this this could be the thing to get them come back into their into their kayak to to make a run at something, you know, whether it's you know, whether it's personal gain, monetary gain, or whatever it is. So, uh, and, you know if you know, cats being able to pull what they pulled. You know, even the last couple of years when it wasn't, uh, it wasn't really what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we averaged over a hundred throughout the season. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. And knowing you know, as your your reputation as a tournament director and the trail um, gets a reputation as being you know friendly. Um, uh, welcoming group, it's just going to keep growing and growing. Um, as it grows, we've seen in the national trails, you know, issues come up with rules and all that. And we're not, I'm not going to beat that because we, I've been that to death on this uh, podcast. But as far as what uh, you like to see for your trail, do you see anything? Are you looking at what's going on in different national trails and applying any anything to your trail? To kind of like as it grows, avoid those kind of things to uh, happen on your trail. Uh, no, I mean we've we use the Hobie BOS rules uh, mm-hmm. and kind of modified them a little bit as far as uh, off limits. We have a a week off limit or basically uh, Sunday afternoon, the weekend yeah. before through, uh, through Thursday morning. So we have like Thursday and Friday is an official practice. Uh, I looked at, um, I've looked into maybe removing the day of the official practice, like Thursday, and just making it Friday only. Uh, I've, uh, I've even considered uh, just making Friday like a graph only day. You know, no mm-hmm. fishing, graph only. Uh, 
and that's more so. But we don't really have a, an issue like they do nationally with, and I want to yeah. say it's, a, it's just a, uh, people going there two, three weeks early and just hammering on them or and uh, and I, I salute them. You know, they have the luxury to do that. You know, I wish I could do that. Um, but uh, you know, locally, that's not really a big deal. You know, the only thing I would consider yeah. is maybe, maybe taking the Thursday off and just have it Friday only. Um, and uh, aside from that, I mean, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, you know, we're, we don't have like the, the big creeks and rivers and stuff, you know, so yeah. we don't have to worry about yeah. now nobody's going too far up a creek. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, our rules you know, specifically state you got to stay in your kayak at all times and uh, uh, you know, unfortunately it's, it's something we don't have to worry about a whole lot um, and the anglers are really good about if they're if they're questioning like if, if they got if they're questioning themselves they'll contact me and say hey uh, is this legal launch or, or whatever you know but uh, mm. but generally um, I I've like to say I, I have a good idea of, of of where people launch. Um like I don't I don't have to I don't feel like I need to designate launches. Um if it, if it became a problem I would just draw a line around a map like we did for uh like we did for Sabine, right? It's a river fishing place drew a circle around the map and uh, said, Okay, you can launch anywhere in between there, you know. And, and that's what I would do. I know some trolls do that. I think Duke might do that already. I said a lot of these lakes, there may be only a handful of ramps anyways. So yeah. uh, if, I, if I get a fish submitted on Tourney X and I see this guy's 20 miles up the river over here and like, I know what kind of kayak you're in. I know what kind of motor you got. I know what kind of fisherman you are. I know your yeah. physical strength and abilities like, uh, there's going to be some questioning going on if I'm like, okay, like, how did so and so go that far up there? If if you're launching, uh, like Rayburn, like uh, or certain lakes always put like you can't pass, you can't launch north of uh, this bridge or this ramp or whatever. You can yeah. fish them, but you can't launch past it or whatever. So, uh, fortunately, we haven't had any issues. Uh, I don't foresee any. Um, I don't think anyone needs to reinvent the wheel. Uh, you got there caught off a little bit, uh, Chris. I can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just say, you know, uh, nobody needs to, to reinvent the wheel or anything. Yeah. Uh, I think they just need to be more clear with the rules. And, uh, and, and I've... I like the shortened version of rules, and that's why I I adopted uh, a modified version of the Hobie BOS, right, uh, with their approval, of course. So, because <laughs> at first, man, when I first wrote the rule book, uh, and like over the first couple years, like man, that thing was like sixteen pages, you know, like every little scenario I've tried to put in there, and I was like, you know what, like this is just this is just opening up a can of worms. And so it's like, look, you know, you gotta, 
stay in your kayak and don't fish. You know, don't launch past this. And uh, I think the only the biggest thing that we changed over the years was no trolling, right? Because it's like a, a, we use Hobie rules, but we allow motors, right? Unless if we're teamed up, like when we did the Toledo event, I follow the, the Hobie rules uh, 100%. So I tell everyone it's Hobie rules for this event. So the pre-fishing, the practicing, the no motors, everything is is for the uh, – it just makes it easier to where if people are out on the water and you see somebody with a motor and you're like, hey, what the hell is this guy doing with the motor? Well, he may not be fishing the Hobie BOS event. And then everyone's calling AJ saying, hey, this guy's got a motor, and then he's a little confused, and uh, it just makes you say, hey, no motors, right, for for that particular event. But uh, like I said, man, I, I think we've got something good going on. Uh, I'm not going to – I'm not looking to make any crazy changes or anything. Um, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably keep it as is. It's, it's worked this far. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the old if it ain't broke don't fix it type thing so yeah definitely so Chris I've had you for an hour so I really appreciate you taking the time and it's I know it's getting kind of late but I wanted to give you a few minutes to you know give shout outs to I know you had a lot of companies you mentioned um, the new uh, kayak shop so go ahead and uh, if you can repeat that uh, shop names and, and any other uh persons yeah. or uh you know companies that have helped you with uh with your trail yeah for sure uh first and foremost man i gotta thank all the anglers uh for for showing up and uh, and making it what it is you know uh, uh i i think they would still show up regardless of any sponsors or anything uh so so definitely my hats off to them for for making this what it is and uh, uh sponsor wise like i said no bad days kayak out of Pflugerville, uh, we just announced them. Like I said, they're they're our are basically our title sponsor this year, and uh, and we've also just added a Cross Kicks uh, footwear. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be providing some cash as well as uh, uh, you know, two dozen pairs of shoes for us to give out at tournaments. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Yak Attack has been a staple with us. Uh, Stanley Jigs. Uh, Nichols Lures, uh, Volta Lithium, our buddies, uh, yep. Tim and Silas, uh, pumping out lithium batteries out of a college station over here. Uh, Onyx, uh, Drake Performance Fishing, uh, King Stink Stick, uh, Vector Hooks, and uh, good old Texas Slim Outdoors, man. Are uh, providing the DJ services right there, but uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, man. Uh, but yeah, hey, if anyone else wants to wants to get on board, uh, hey, we're we'll, we'll definitely we can definitely work something out. I'm I'm not opposed to adding more sponsors. I uh, I enjoy working with uh generally with with smaller uh, Texas companies. Uh, it's just a lot easier for us to to help promote them. Uh, where it benefits both parties, but uh, uh, like I said, I'm I'm not opposed to working with anyone. So that's awesome. Um, where can people get more information, like social media or uh, web page? Where can people find more about Texas Kayak Bass League? Uh, so we got 
our Facebook group, as you're aware, is our staple. I mean, that's where all the action is, even for, it seems like, even for the other trails. <laughs> Everyone comes <laughs> to our pages, dog. Uh, uh, so, yeah, if you want to keep up with everything, uh, Facebook. Um, we got an Instagram. It's just uh, Texas, at Texas KBL, I think. I don't post a whole lot in the off season. I try to post some. Uh, I try to post pictures from the events throughout the season. Uh, kind of slack on that. If that's one thing I need to get is like somebody to do social media stuff. But um, but we're on a tight budget here. There's no no money being made. As you know, there's not a whole lot of money <laughs> being made in the kayak uh, promotion period here. But uh, uh, we got a website as well. It's a uh, txkbl.com uh, and uh, setxkbl.com is still active uh, but uh, that's still got all of 2022 info up there I'm working on getting that uh, swapped over as soon as I get any changes or anything made in the rules or, or whatever and uh, once we finalize a few more sponsors but um, other than that I think we're set man I think if uh, if you're looking for info or, or need anything, man, definitely join our Facebook group. Just Texas Kayak Bass League, or TXKBL. Uh, it's, it's not hard to find, and uh, it's, that's where all the action is. Man, so. Awesome. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. I know it's kind of late, so, I, again, super grateful. I, I apologize I'm not in my studio <laughs> with a better quality no, audio and I'm video, good. but uh, we definitely I'm want good. to – we want to see this sport grow, especially here in Texas. You and I both live in Texas. And, you know, as you know, we're proud of the our bass fishing culture here in Texas. My mind, this is the bass fishing mecca uh, of yeah. the world. You know, uh, you yeah. have so many great lakes. And, uh, you know, Texas Wildlife Department has such a great program with the tech, with the Toyota share lunkers. You know, they're always breeding and making sure we always have big bass. And, it's it's amazing what uh, the Texas Wildlife Park Department has done. Yeah, kind of like keep our fisheries, you know, healthy and bringing in more local tourism to to get yeah. into the water here in Texas. So, I appreciate what you've done, Chris, it, or what you've not done, what you're doing. Um, and and you know, you can always count on paddle and fin and bass kayak and beers to help promote uh, what you're doing because we know it's 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 what's best for the sport. And again, my hat's off to you for what all the day you're doing and uh, Chris Delgado and Jeff Hashim and everybody else that's helped you along the way. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, and likewise, you know, you, you do a lot for, for our scene as well. You get a lot of our guys on here. Uh, uh, our guys, as far as Texas guys on here yeah. and, uh, and it really helps, man. So, uh, so likewise, and, uh, yeah, not many places you can fish year round and, and catch uh, personal yeah. best fish, you know, in, in January, June, December, whenever you want. But, um, yeah, man, uh, once we get the season rolling, yeah, I'm not opposed to coming back on and, uh, and we oh, can talk. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, and I plan to, on the, each winter, try to see, you know, as soon as we can to get them on the pod and also, yeah. you know, highlight them, you know. I know a lot yeah. of them are trying to grow their social media and all that. And even if they don't, everybody loves to talk about, yeah. brag about winning a tournament and catching big bass. So yeah. they're always welcome to come here. Yeah. Oh, one last plug to help grow social media. Texas Slim Outdoors. Give him a follow. 
He's a, it's pure comedy. So it is. <laughs> so for those out there listening, if you made it this far, we really appreciate you. Um, again, go follow. Uh, if you live in Texas, go follow Texas Kayak Bass League. Um, if you're looking to get into a tournament, it's it's a great. You know, it's a great mixture of uh, some grassroots, but at the same time, there is some amazing talent. Probably of all the regional trails out there, this is by far a stacked field. Don't let that intimidate you because everybody in this group is all about growing the sport and to, you know, reasonable extent, they'll help you with your game and, you know, help you enjoy it. So if you're new to the sport and you want to try to get competitive fishing um, and get to, you know, uh, expand your circle of friends that uh, love to do this sport, go check them out. Um, and I mean, you at the very least gonna come out with great, uh, great connections and great experience just with not yeah. just Chris Morales or Chris Tagalo, but everybody, um, that fishes this trail. So, again, thank you, Chris, for coming along. For those out there, again, listening, check out the sponsor, DouglasOutdoors.com. If you're gonna be on the water, please wear your PFDs. And also, if you're gonna have a couple of beers, just drink responsibly. Make sure you make it back to our loved ones. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.